Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. Jesus forgave us of all sin, past, present, and even future sin. Andrew brought good news to me. I could understand the Bible more the way he taught it. Jesus forgave you one time, and that's for everything. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Monday's broadcast of the Gospel Truth. Today, I'm beginning my third week of teaching on hardness of heart. So I've already covered a lot of material. I've got this book. It's just a small book, but this is a powerful teaching on hardness of heart. I've also got CDs and DVDs that cover this subject. And as I've said a number of times during this teaching, this is one of the most foundational things that God has spoken to me. I apply this to my life every single day about whether I'm being focused upon God or whether I'm being just occupied and controlled and dominated by things in this natural world. This is foundational. And I hadn't got time to go back and reteach all of the things I've already talked about, but the very first thing I established was that some people reject this teaching thinking, I don't need this. I don't have a hardened heart because you see this is just applying to people who are God-haters, people that are out living in total rebellion towards God. And definitely those people have a hard heart towards God, but you could love God. You could be a very moral person in living a holy life and still have a hardened heart towards God. The word hardened as used in Mark chapter 6, verse 52, it means that you are cold, insensitive, unfeeling, or unyielding to the Lord in some area. And you could be really passionate about God in one area and yet hardened, say, in the area of finances that you are just controlled by what your bank account says, by the physical things that you're seeing, and not by what the Word says, and yet you could really be passionate about leading other people to the Lord. So you can have a hardened heart in one area and be very sensitive to the Lord in another area. I also use Mark chapter 8 to show that not being able to perceive, not being able to understand, not being able to see spiritual truth, not being able to hear the voice of the Lord, and not remembering are symptoms of a hardened heart. I've already dealt with that for a whole week. Then we begin to start talking about what is the cause of a hardened heart. And right here in Mark chapter 6, verse 52, this is the verse that the Lord used to really reveal this truth to me. It says, For they, talking about the disciples, considered not the miracle of the loaves, for their heart was hardened. And I took from this that whatever you consider your heart becomes sensitive to. Whatever you fail to consider, your heart becomes insensitive to or hardened to. And the word consider means to study, ponder, deliberate, examine, or think upon. We could say whatever you focus your attention upon, your heart becomes sensitive to that. And whatever you fail to focus on, you may be able to retain knowledge. You might be able to retain Scripture and hear, you know, that it is God's will to heal. It's God's will to prosper you, that God loves you, that God wants you to succeed and your family be blessed in all of these different areas. You might be able to quote Scripture and still believe that that is God's will. But if you are focused on other things, if you are focused on the negative thing that a doctor has to say, and if that doctor's words 
IMPACT YOU MORE THAN WHAT THE SCRIPTURE HAS TO SAY, WELL, THEN IN THAT AREA, YOU ARE INSENSITIVE. YOU ARE HARDENED TOWARDS GOD. AND SO I BEGIN TO SHARE THAT ACCORDING TO HEBREWS CHAPTER 3, SIN HARDENS OUR HEART TOWARDS GOD. AND I'M NOT MINIMIZING THAT AT ALL. IF YOU'RE LIVING IN SIN, QUIT IT. IT WILL MAKE YOUR HEART HARD TOWARDS GOD. BUT IT'S NOT ONLY SIN. SIN DOES HARDEN OUR HEART TOWARDS GOD, BUT ANYTHING THAT YOU ARE FOCUSED UPON, IT COULD EVEN BE A GOOD THING. IT COULD BE A MORAL THING, BUT IF IT IS DOMINATING YOU AND IT'S CONTRARY TO WHAT GOD'S WORD SAYS, WELL, THEN IT WILL HARDEN YOUR HEART TOWARDS GOD. AND I MADE ONE OF THE STATEMENTS LAST WEEK. I'M JUST GOING TO REFER TO THIS AND THEN WE'RE GOING TO MOVE ON. BUT THIS IS ONE OF THE MOST IMPORTANT THINGS THAT THE LORD EVER SHOWED ME OUT OF HEBREWS CHAPTER 11, TALKING ABOUT ABRAHAM AND SARAH. AND HEBREWS CHAPTER 11, VERSE 15 SAYS, AND TRULY, IF THEY HAD BEEN MINDFUL OF THAT COUNTRY FROM WHENCE THEY CAME OUT, THEY MIGHT HAVE HAD OPPORTUNITY TO HAVE RETURNED. FOR THEM, RETURNING BACK TO Ur OF THE CHALDEES WOULD HAVE BEEN DISOBEDIENCE TO GOD. IT WOULD HAVE BEEN SIN. SO I BELIEVE THAT YOU CAN SAY IT THIS WAY, THAT SIN OR THE TEMPTATION TO SIN IS DIRECTLY LINKED TO WHAT YOU THINK. IT SAYS IF THEY HAD BEEN MINDFUL, THAT'S TALKING ABOUT HAVING THEIR MIND FULL OF UR OF THE CHALDEES, THINKING ABOUT THE PLACE THEY CAME OUT OF, THEN THEY WOULD HAVE BEEN TEMPTED TO GO BACK. BUT YOU COULD ALSO SAY IT THIS WAY, it, THAT IF THEY DIDN'T EVEN THINK ABOUT UR OF THE CHALDEES, IF THEY REFUSED TO FOCUS UPON THAT, THEN THEIR HEART WOULD BE HARDENED TOWARDS THAT. THEY WOULDN'T EVEN BE TEMPTED. WELL, YOU KNOW, I COULD BE A GREAT MAN OF GOD. YOU COULD BE A GREAT MAN OR WOMAN OF GOD IF YOU WERE NEVER TEMPTED TO DO ANYTHING ELSE. AND SO WHAT I'M SAYING IS THAT WE LIVE IN A FALLEN WORLD WHERE WE ARE BEING COMPLETELY INUNDATED EVERY SINGLE DAY WITH THOUGHTS, ATTITUDES, VALUES THAT ARE CONTRARY TO GOD AND HIS WORD AND HIS PURPOSE FOR OUR LIFE. AND THESE THINGS ARE JUST CONSTANTLY AROUND US. AND THE SAD FACT IS MOST CHRISTIANS HAVE ALLOWED THEMSELVES TO FOCUS ON THESE THINGS. MOST PEOPLE SPEND MORE TIME IN THE LIGHT OF THEIR TV THAN THEY SPEND IN THE LIGHT OF GOD'S WORD. MOST PEOPLE, ESPECIALLY WITH THE INTERNET AND SOCIAL MEDIA AND THE ACCESS TO THINGS THAT WE HAVE TODAY, uh, I'VE HEARD STATISTICS THAT THE AVERAGE PERSON SPENDS FIVE OR SIX HOURS A DAY ON THEIR PHONE LOOKING AT THINGS, LISTENING TO NEWS AND STUFF. AND I GUARANTEE YOU, IT'S JUST LIKE A TSUNAMI. IF YOU FOCUS ON THE THINGS OF THIS WORLD, AND YOU DON'T HAVE TO BE OUT THERE BEING THE ONE WHO IS uh, KILLING PEOPLE AND DOING THESE TERRIBLE THINGS, BUT IF YOU'RE FOCUSED ON THAT AND IF THAT'S WHAT YOU'RE THINKING ABOUT, THIS IS GOING TO AFFECT YOUR HEART, YOUR SENSITIVITY TO THE LORD. AND SO THE POINT I'M TRYING TO GET ACROSS IS THAT IT'S NOT ONLY SIN THAT HARDENS YOUR HEART TO THE LORD, BUT JUST BEING ABSORBED WITH THE NATURAL REALM WILL HARDEN YOUR HEART TOWARDS THE LORD. YOU CANNOT BE TEMPTED WITH SOMETHING THAT YOU DON'T THINK. THEREFORE, IF YOU WOULD CONTROL YOUR THINKING, OR YOU COULD SAY YOU COULD CONTROL THE FOCUS OF WHAT YOU THINK UPON, AND IF YOU ONLY THOUGHT UPON GODLY THINGS, THEN ALL YOU'D GET IS GODLY RESULTS. LET ME USE THIS VERSE OUT OF ROMANS CHAPTER 8, AND IN VERSE 5 IT SAYS, FOR THEY THAT ARE AFTER THE FLESH, AND AFTER THE FLESH HERE DOESN'T MEAN THAT YOU ARE LOST 
or that you don't know the Lord, but it means that this is what you are after. It's where your focus is. It's what you're dominated by. It's where you live the most. And flesh here is not talking about like the physical skin on your body. This is just talking about this physical, natural realm and all of the things that go with it, the thoughts, the lust, the actions, the attitudes of just a carnal person, a person that is not being dominated and controlled by God. So it says, they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. This is saying basically that you can tell whether you are after the flesh or after the spirit by where is your mind? What is it that you're focused upon? Man, that is so simple. You got to have somebody to help you to misunderstand that. And a lot of people just miss this because it is so simple. And they think, oh, no, I'm a spiritual person. I've seen Barna surveys today where they ask people about, you know, the importance of spiritual things in their life. And the average person in the United States will rate themselves as a spiritual person. But then if you ask them other questions, how much time do you spend in the Word of God? How much time do you spend praying? How much time do you go to church? Do you value this, this, and this? There's people that will rate themselves as being spiritual. And they'll say, if they were to ask, they would say, oh, yeah, I'm after the Spirit. But the truth is their focus is upon only natural things. And again, it doesn't have to be sinful natural things. It doesn't have to be X or R rated. It doesn't have to be demonic, straight demonic, where it's open and out in the open. But if you are just focused upon natural things, then the Bible here is saying you are after the flesh. When you are after the flesh, you mind the things of the flesh. If you are after the spirit, then you mind the things of the spirit. Your mind is stayed upon that. And I tell you, there's a lot of people who would consider themselves to be after the Spirit, to be spiritually minded, and yet they don't spend very much time focused on the Lord. That is not a scriptural truth. You are deceiving yourself. I'm not saying this to criticize anybody, but if your focus is only on natural things, and yet you consider yourself to be spiritual, then you are carnal according to what this says. In the next verse, it says, for to be carnally minded, is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Again, the word carnal has such a negative connotation associated with it that most people think a carnal person is a person who's a God hater in total rebellion towards God. Well, yes, that is a carnal person, but it is not limited to people that are openly hostile towards God and rebellious towards God. The word carnal means of the five senses is what it literally is talking about. If you are just focused on what you can see, taste, hear, smell, and feel, that's not sinful, but it's carnal. And a carnal person, a person who is just dominated by this natural realm, and they don't realize that there's a spiritual world out there and inside of you. There is more to you than just your physical body and what you feel. There's more than what you just feel in your emotions and in your thinking. There is a spiritual part of you. And the spiritual part of you is the real you. That's the life-giving part. And if you are more, more focused on your natural life than you are your spiritual life, then that's what the Bible calls carnal. And it says the carnal mind is death. It's just like an equation. If you said carnal equals death, but spiritual equals 
LIFE AND PEACE. YOU KNOW, YOU ALSO NEED TO SPEND SOME TIME DEFINING WHAT SPIRITUAL IS BECAUSE THERE'S SOME WEIRDOS TODAY. FORGIVE ME FOR JUST BEING BLUNT, BUT THERE'S SOME WEIRDOS THAT THINK THAT IF YOU GO AROUND WITH YOUR HANDS FOLDED OR YOU'RE IN A CERTAIN POSTURE OR IF YOU HAVE... I DON'T MEAN THIS. I'M NOT TRYING TO CRITICIZE PEOPLE, BUT WE'VE GOTTEN INTO THESE RELIGIOUS THINGS WHERE IF, you're, you're, if YOUR COLLAR IS TURNED AROUND BACKWARDS, IF YOU DRESS A CERTAIN WAY, IF YOU PILE YOUR HAIR UP, if, IF YOU DON'T WEAR MAKEUP AND YOU CAN'T HAVE JEWELRY, AND THEY THINK THAT THIS IS ALL BEING SPIRITUAL. AND IT'S ALL OF THESE EXTERNAL RELIGIOUS THINGS. THAT'S NOT WHAT I'M TALKING ABOUT. I'M NOT TALKING ABOUT GOING AROUND LOOKING LIKE YOU'VE BEEN DRINKING PRUNE JUICE AND YOU CAN'T SMILE AND THAT THAT'S SPIRITUAL. YOU DON'T HAVE TO BE WEIRD TO BE SPIRITUAL. IT SAYS IN JOHN CHAPTER 6, VERSE 63, JESUS WAS THE ONE SPEAKING AND HE SAYS, THE FLESH PROFITETH NOTHING. IT'S THE SPIRIT THAT that, uh, GIVES LIFE. THE FLESH PROFITETH NOTHING. THE WORDS THAT I SPEAK UNTO YOU, THEY ARE SPIRIT AND THEY ARE LIFE. SO TO BE SPIRITUALLY MINDED IS TO BE WORD-MINDED. NOT RELIGIOUS-MINDED, NOT JUDGMENTAL-MINDED, NOT ALL OF THE OTHER ABUSES THAT WE COULD TALK ABOUT, PEOPLE WHO MISREPRESENT THINGS. BUT A SPIRITUALLY-MINDED PERSON IS A PERSON WHO'S MINDED ACCORDING TO THE WORD. YOU JUST NEED TO GET TO WHERE YOU DEAL WITH EVERYTHING THAT YOU ENCOUNTER ON A DAILY BASIS IN LIGHT OF WHAT GOD'S WORD SAYS. YOU KNOW, I WAS TEACHING JUST THIS LAST WEEK. AND I WAS TALKING ABOUT HOW I DON'T BELIEVE IN GETTING SICK. I HAD A MEETING WITH A PERSON JUST ON MONDAY THAT CAME IN. I STUCK OUT MY HAND. THEY SAID, OH, I CAN'T SHAKE HANDS. I'VE GOT uh, A COLD AND I DON'T WANT TO PASS IT ON TO YOU. AND I SAID, LOOK, I AM A GERM GRAVEYARD. A GERM (laughs) TOUCHES ME AND IT DIES. I DON'T BELIEVE IN GETTING SICK. AND I DON'T ACCEPT SICKNESS. YOU KNOW, EXODUS CHAPTER 23, VERSE 25, I BELIEVE IT IS, SAYS THAT IF YOU SERVE THE LORD, HE WILL BLESS YOUR BREAD AND YOUR WATER AND TAKE SICKNESS AWAY FROM THE MIDST OF YOU. THAT'S A PROMISE. PSALMS CHAPTER 91 SAYS, NO PLAGUE WILL COME NIGH MY DWELLING. ONLY WITH MY EYES WILL I BEHOLD AND SEE THE REWARD OF THE WICKED. AND, uh, YOU KNOW, ON AND ON THE PROMISES GO. PSALMS 103, HE FORGIVES ALL OF MY INIQUITIES AND HE HEALS ALL OF MY DISEASES. AND ET CETERA, ET CETERA. THERE'S JUST MANY SCRIPTURES. AND SO HERE'S WHAT THE WORD SAYS, THAT I AM BLESSED WITH HEALTH AND THAT HE WILL TAKE ALL SICKNESS, ALL SICKNESS. THAT DOESN'T MEAN JUST THE THINGS THAT ARE GOING TO PHYSICALLY KILL ME, CANCER AND and DIABETES OR SOME OF THE BIG THINGS, BUT COLDS AND FLU AND ON AND ON IT GOES. HE TAKES ALL SICKNESS AWAY FROM ME. THAT'S WHAT THE WORD SAYS. BUT THEN THE WORLD COMES ALONG AND SAYS, WELL, IT'S FLU SEASON. HAVE YOU GOT YOUR FLU SHOT? THEY DON'T EVEN PRESENT THAT, YOU KNOW WHAT, IF YOU'RE A BELIEVER, THAT YOU DON'T HAVE TO WORRY ABOUT THIS, THAT YOU CAN WALK IN HEALTH REGARDLESS OF WHAT'S GOING ON AROUND YOU. THEY DON'T EVER PRESENT IT IN ITS PROPER PERSPECTIVE. THEY JUST MAKE A STATEMENT LIKE IT'S FLU SEASON. YOU ARE GOING TO GET THE FLU UNLESS YOU GET THIS THING. DID YOU KNOW WHAT? THAT IS CARNAL. THAT IS NATURAL. THAT IS JUST OF THE FIVE SENSES. THAT IS WALKING AFTER THE FLESH. AND SO TO BE SPIRITUALLY MINDED IS TO SAY, WELL, HERE'S WHAT THE WORLD IS SAYING, BUT HERE'S WHAT GOD'S WORD SAYS, THAT NO PLAGUE COMES NIGH MY DWELLING. AND IF YOU BELIEVE WHAT GOD'S WORD SAYS, IF YOU MIX IT WITH FAITH, WELL, THEN THAT'S BEING SPIRITUALLY MINDED. SO THERE'S PEOPLE WATCHING THIS PROGRAM RIGHT NOW THAT YOU WOULD CONSIDER YOURSELF TO BE SPIRITUALLY MINDED, BUT WHEN IT COMES TO SICKNESS, YOU ACCEPT SICKNESS, THAT YOU'RE GOING TO BE SICK ONCE OR TWICE A a YEAR. YOU ACCEPT POVERTY. 
YOU ACCEPT BEING IN DEBT WHEN THE BIBLE CLEARLY SAYS GOD LOVES YOU IF YOU'RE IN DEBT. I'M NOT SAYING THAT HE HATES YOU OR THAT YOU'RE A SINFUL PERSON IF YOU'RE IN DEBT, BUT OVER IN DEUTERONOMY CHAPTER 28, IT LISTS uh, NOT OWING ANYBODY ANYTHING AS BEING A BLESSING AND BEING IN DEBT AS BEING A CURSE. AND YET THERE'S PEOPLE THAT WILL SIT THERE AND JUST EMBRACE DEBT. THEY ACCEPT IT AS A WAY OF LIFE. THEY CAN'T EVEN IMAGINE OWNING A HOUSE THAT THEY DON'T OWE MONEY ON, OWNING A CAR THAT THEY DON'T OWE MONEY ON. THEY DON'T... THEY CAN'T IMAGINE LIVING WITH A CREDIT CARD THAT IS PAID OFF AND CURRENT AND THINGS LIKE THIS. AND SO THEY SIT THERE AND, and THEY JUST ACCEPT THIS. THAT IS NOT BEING SPIRITUALLY MINDED. NOW, AGAIN, IT'S NOT SIN. YOU KNOW, I'VE GOT SOME DEBT RIGHT NOW ON OUR MINISTRY. I DIDN'T INTEND TO DO IT. I'M NOT GOING TO TAKE TIME TO EXPLAIN IT. BUT I DON'T FEEL THAT GOD'S MAD AT ME. I DON'T FEEL THAT HE HATES ME. I DON'T FEEL LIKE I'VE SINNED. BUT I DO FEEL THAT THAT IS NOT GOD'S BEST. AND I GUARANTEE YOU, I AM DOING EVERYTHING I CAN TO GET OUT OF DEBT AS QUICKLY AS I POSSIBLY CAN. PERSONALLY, JAMIE AND I HAVE ZERO DEBT. IN THE MINISTRY, WE HAVE WE HAVE HUNDREDS OF MILLIONS OF DOLLARS WORTH OF ASSETS THAT ARE PAID FOR, BUT WE HAVE SOME DEBT, AND I AM WIPING IT OUT AS QUICKLY AS POSSIBLE. SO I'M NOT CONDEMNING YOU ANY MORE THAN I'M CONDEMNING ME, BUT I'M SAYING THAT THAT IS NOT THE WAY THAT GOD WANTS IT TO BE. AND SO WHEN when I'm living in this natural world and people are talking about debt and living in debt as just being normal, that is not spiritual-minded. That is not spiritual thinking. And it says here that carnal thinking leads to death. Man, I could spend the rest of this program easily and much more talking about how much uh, finances are a problem in marriage, and most of the time it's because people are in debt up to their eyeballs. They have just gone out and hocked their future, and it produces pain and suffering. It produces death. We need to get to where, no, we start saying that, praise God, I'm going to be debt-free. If I'm not already, I'm going to be soon. See, that's being spiritually minded. And when you do that, the world system is opposite that, THE WORLD SYSTEM IS TALKING ABOUT SICKNESS AND DISEASE. THE WORLD SYSTEM JUST PRESENTS IT THAT YOU CAN'T HAVE A REALLY GOOD MARRIAGE. YOU MIGHT HAVE A MARRIAGE THAT YOU TOLERATE IT, BUT THE WORLD IS JUST CONSTANTLY FILLING US WITH THINGS. AND YOU DON'T HAVE TO BE OUT THERE ROBBING AND uh, MURDERING AND KILLING AND DOING THINGS LIKE THIS TO HAVE A HARDENED HEART. JUST LET THE THINKING OF THIS WORLD, THESE VALUES OF THE WORLD COME AGAINST YOU. THAT'S CARNAL THINKING. IT WILL WORK DEATH IN YOU. IT WILL HARDEN YOU TOWARDS GOD. BUT THE WAY YOU SHOULD RESPOND IS TO TAKE EVERYTHING AND EVALUATE IT BY THE WORD OF GOD. IS THIS WHAT THE WORD OF GOD PROMISES ME? IS THIS WHAT THE WORD OF GOD SAYS IS MY INHERITANCE? MAN, THE WORLD WILL JUST BEAT YOU DOWN. SATAN HAS MORE THAN ENOUGH PEOPLE WHO WILL COOPERATE WITH HIM AND THEY WILL COME ACROSS YOUR PATH AND THEY WILL JUST BEGIN TO START CRITICIZING YOU OVER THINGS THAT YOU DO, NOT EVEN MALICIOUSLY, JUST MISTAKES THAT YOU MADE. THEY WILL SIT THERE AND KICK YOU WHILE YOU'RE DOWN. AND THIS IS THE WAY THAT THE word wor WORLD WORKS. IF YOU ALLOW WHAT OTHER PEOPLE SAY ABOUT YOU, WHAT CIRCUMSTANCES SAY ABOUT YOU TO BEGIN TO INFLUENCE YOU AND TO AFFECT YOUR HOPE FOR THE FUTURE AND YOUR VISION OF WHAT GOD WANTS TO DO, WELL, THEN ACCORDING TO THESE SCRIPTURES, YOU ARE CARNALLY MINDED, AND THAT IS PRODUCING DEATH. YOU COULD SAY IN THE CONTEXT OF THIS TEACHING THAT I'M DOING THAT YOUR HEART IS HARDENED TOWARDS GOD. YOU ARE TAKING WHAT 
the natural realm, what other people have to say, more than what God has to say. And that will make you insensitive, cold, and unfeeling towards God. It will blind you towards the vision that He has for your life. And so, on a daily basis, you need to take these things that I'm talking about, how that whatever you are focused upon, you become sensitive to. Whatever you fail to focus on, you may still retain the knowledge, but you aren't going to focus on it. Then that's what you become sensitive to. And so, all of these negative things that hit us on a daily basis, physically, financially, emotionally, concerning our vision, and on and on you go, all of these negative things, we can't focus on that. We can't make that the dominant influence in our life. We have to counter these negative things with the positive uh, truths of God's Word, of who you are, what you have, and what you can accomplish. And if you don't do that, then you don't have to go live in sin. Just let the negativity of this world in finances, in healing, in marriage, in your, your worth, your value, your ability to accomplish things. Let all of these negative things flow through you and focus on that, and I can guarantee you that your heart will become insensitive towards God. You'll lose your vision. You'll lose your health. You'll lose your prosperity. You'll lose your marriage, not because you're out living in sin, but because you just allowed this negativity of the world to dominate you. So the point I've really been trying to get across today is that it's not only sin that hardens your heart towards God and makes you cold, insensitive, unfeeling, and unyielding towards God in a certain area, but it can just be negative things, just natural things, not sinful things, but just natural, physical life can harden your heart towards God. And this was a total revelation to me. I thought that only people who were in total rebellion had a hard heart. But when I saw this truth that I've been describing today, it changed my whole focus. And I realized that I had become hardened towards God in certain areas, not because I was out living in sin, but because I was just allowing the negativity of this world to be my focus. And I was focused on what they had to say on their criticisms and stuff. And instead, I began to start focusing upon God. Whatever you focus your attention upon, you become sensitive to. Whatever you fail to focus your attention upon, you become hardened to. And that's exactly what happened to these disciples right here. It wasn't because they were plotting some sinful thing. They weren't reading Playboy magazines. It wasn't total rebellion towards God. They just got occupied with saving their lives, looking in the natural realm, thinking about all of the natural things that they could do to survive in this storm. And it says here in Mark 6:52 that that hardened their heart towards God. Man, that's powerful. So we're going to continue this on our program tomorrow. I'm going to give you some more specifics. But I tell you, if you could understand this, it would change the way that you relate to God. It would certainly change the way that you relate to this world, and you would recognize that this world is toxic. And if you are carnally minded, it produces death, and it would give you a, a motivation to start putting more emphasis, focus upon God than you have ever done before. That's what this teaching is all about. I encourage you to get this book. It's a small book, but it is powerful. I've got the teaching in CDs, also on DVDs, 
and our announcer will give you more information about how you can get this. But I encourage you to please get this teaching. It will transform your life as it has mine. So listen to our announcer. Please call or write today to request the materials and join me again tomorrow as I continue the gospel truth. You know, I understood what the Bible was saying in my head, but I couldn't get that translation into my heart. And I realized that it was because my heart was so hardened by just my decisions, things I've done, and not letting go of my past. You know, kept putting more layers and layers and layers over my heart that the, the love of God couldn't penetrate through to illuminate the Word for me. Andrew's complete series titled Hardness of Heart is available in either a CD or DVD album and a book in either English or Spanish. Each of these valuable resources is available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. This entire series is also available for audio download absolutely free from our website. Go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get this teaching. You can get these products as part of the Hardness of Heart package, which includes both books and your choice of either CD or DVD albums from both Hardness of Heart and How to Become a Water Walker. The Hardness of Heart package has a catalog value of $75, but you can receive all of these valuable resources for just $55. Andrew's book, Hardness of Heart, is also available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give because there's a blessing in giving. But if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide this book to you free of charge. We want to say a special thank you to the Grace Partners of Andrew Womack Ministries. Your gifts make it possible to put free ministry materials into the hands of many people in need. If you're not already a Grace Partner, we ask you to pray about becoming one today. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net. While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources. Or call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time at 719-635-1111. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. You say in the name of Jesus, I'm not going by what I see. I go by what the Word of God says. There's more than just this physical realm. There's also a spiritual realm. I don't care what this looks like. I know what God's Word says. I was told that my life would be one of pain and isolation and that freedom wasn't even to be hoped for. I was told I was always going to be in a wheelchair. I was given three months to live before total heart failure. Hi, I'm Julianne Hartman from Los Angeles, California, and I was told that I would never recover from fibromyalgia. I was in and out of emergency rooms and spent over $300,000 searching for a cure to no avail. I was just about to give up when I discovered Andrew Womack on television. And Andrew showed me for the first time that by the stripes of Jesus, I was already healed. In a matter of weeks, I received my healing after listening to all of the teachings made available online. And today, 10 years later, I'm still walking in my healing and I'm not alone. I was healed of fibromyalgia and environmental illness. 
I was healed of Lyme disease. I was healed of lupus and heart failure. Because people like you partnered with Andrew Walmick Ministries, we've all been given our lives back. We cannot thank you enough for your generosity, but there are still millions more out there seeking the truth that set us free. Will you help us bring this message to them? You can reach people like me who are trapped in their home and not aware of the fullness of what the gospel says that we can be free from everything the enemy tried to put on us. I would not be here if it wasn't for this ministry and I just really encourage you to become a partner today. Why wouldn't you want to partner with Andrew Womack Ministries? Become a partner today.